We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Good morning, everybody. Kicking off the week with another Roto Grinders MLB Morning Grind. I'm your host, Justin Carlucci, alongside a boogie. What's up, Andre? How are you? Going on. Doing pretty good. Just trying to make it to another day and end this losing streak. But, you know, if not, then hopefully next weekend we'll, we'll get that big one and end it for sure. Yeah, man. I haven't seen Drizzy on top of that leaderboard in like, two weeks so I wanted to do like a home health check on you because you've been on such a heater this season and uh, you've been dropping some great insight and all the MLB stuff you know I tune into some of the grinders lives you're popping in on and uh, you know congrats on a crazy season so far and big week for you flying out to Colorado are you excited? Uh, yeah definitely excited um, a little nervous at the same time because it's my first live final baseball live final but uh, nonetheless it's always great to you know be in a room full of great DFS players and have the opportunity to compete for a lot of money. So I'm looking forward to it and going to enjoy it. Never been to Colorado, so I'm going to try to have a good time. And if you got some, since we always talk about food, if you got any good food spots I need to check out, let me know. Sign in my DMs so I can go check it out while I'm out there for sure. So I'm definitely going to be eating with my, with my friends out there. Yeah. Walk me through your situation. How did you, how many seats do you have? How did you get them? And, you know, I've been to uh, to two NBA live finals. No MLB yet, but what's it? What's the atmosphere like at these things, man? And talk talk to me about the energy and just being at the live final with all these, you know, the best players in the world and everything. Um, it's actually pretty amazing. Um, the best one actually I've been to so far was the Fantasy Live Final. Um, that probably is not the I, I give it a PG thirteen version of it, but <laughs> it, was, it was a great experience nonetheless. Out to Fanduel for that. Um, but 
um, it's it's just great, you know. Like I said, to be around players that I mean, around DFS players who think just like you, who who are smart and and, and pick their brains about their process a little bit, just to figure out like, hey, you know, how can you get better? And you know, that's one thing I like is that um, most people are willing to just always help you out and share the information because you know that's how you get better. Um, and we all just getting, we all here to get money at the end of the day and. Even though you might know some of the steps of what they do, is you still on you to make the right lineups to win. So you still got to do put in the work to at the same time and do the research. So um, it's just great, though. Like I said, um, it's it's fun. Um, it's always a great time, and I'll hope to you know look forward to getting to some more ones and um, hopefully catching out when we get to um, football season um, coming up. Since I've never been to that one, and I know that one's going to be a lot tougher. Yeah, for sure. So how many seats do you have for this weekend coming up? I got three. Oh, man, I got some flexibility there, Dre. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. And is it is it 160 people? Is that how many entries? Are uh, Something like that. It's 125. So, okay. Uh, or, or 125 lineups, I should say. But right. I don't know. I'm, I don't know who has the most. Um, I, I don't know. But I think three gives me a little bit of some flexibility, like you said. And you know me, I'm a. I, I try to look ahead, so I think it's going to be like a five game slate. But I'm not sure if, if it's going to be on Saturday night or, or if they're going to do it a little bit earlier. Um, but if it is, then I feel like I should be fine to be on my wheelhouse and be able to find some leverage and, and hopefully bring it home. Yeah, five game slate for a live final would be kind of weak. If a lot of times for the live finals, they kind of run a custom slate of their own, like you know. So maybe they'll put something uh you know something different together that might not be on the in the dk or the fan duel lobby or something like that but uh but we'll see we'll see do, do the rockies have a home game while the final oh, yeah on? yeah they do that we're gonna actually i think i think what the schedule is we're supposed to be going to the rock the course game off that friday um to play the diamondbacks that day wish andre the best of luck hit him on twitter give him some food spots while he's out there in denver bring it home for rg man that's that's awesome stuff good luck Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Twitter name is BX Boogie Dre. Don't be afraid to slide in there. Let me know what food spots are there. Slide in the DMs and uh, give them some good recommendations. And uh, you know what? Let's look ahead, though, to, to Monday, right? I mean, we have a decent little slate and uh, we'll give you a, a look ahead here. And I think right off the rip here, you know, one of the biggest things and the most expensive arm is Garrett Cole's coming back. Uh, the Yankees are at home taking on the Angels. Unsurprisingly, Cole is a heavy favorite. Uh, Jose Suarez on the bump for the Angels. Uh, the Yankees are projected, what, five, a little over five Vegas total here. Um, and the Angels, a little over three, so uh, not too much there. I mean, what are your thoughts on Cole coming back? Have you read anything, or do you have any feeling? Will there be any restrictions, do you think, with him? Or, you know, what's your uh, instant reaction here with Garrett Cole back on the mound on this slate? Um. I don't know yet. Um, I'm going to wait to see if I, what I hear tomorrow. Ten nights is, is a steep price to pay for one DK, but he was out for COVID. So I really would just want to know how bad was it? Like, did he have any symptoms was, or was it just like asymptomatic? Because that's kind of important because if you don't have your win, then I might want to try to target a little bit of the Angels side um, just because I know they've been playing a little bit better lately. Um and they will be able to probably get to him a little bit because he might not be able to go as long as he normally would be would be able to and might be vulnerable to have a couple um runs, especially in a park like a Yankee Stadium where Shoyo Tani, where when he was out there the last time he put on the show 
for the couple games he was there. So um, I can just I can, I can see myself getting to him for sure, but I want to try to figure out like like I said tomorrow based on the news that comes out on how he was during quarantine and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. You know, check out some Yankees beat writers, get some input. Check out Grinders Live, Crunch Time, all that stuff on RG here. On the flip side, I'm assuming there's probably no interest in Jose Suarez, even for a cheap punt. Like, if you're running 150 lineups, are you still x in him? <laughs> yeah, I am definitely. It's not like – we know the Yankees are a high strikeout team. I get that, but they're not a bad team at all. They're a really good team, so that, I cannot get to know Jose Suarez at all. Listen, man, I know FanDuel is just a play-whoever-you-want site. Like – the Yankees are set up to be mega chalk. Uh, looking at this FanDuel pricing, you know, Gallo 38, Luke Voigt 2,900, Odor's 2,900, Stanton's not even 4K, Lane Mayhew's 3,500. Judge is the only bat over 4K in what projects to be their starting lineup, which is kind of just ludicrous against a terrible pitcher. Uh, on DK, you're going to have to pay for some of these guys, right? Yeah. Joey Gallo's priced up at least. You know, uh, Luke Voigt is. Um, very fairly priced though, as Odor is. So I know just, you know, thinking ahead here, you think these Yankee bats will be popular on both sides, you know, definitely on FanDuel, I think. But uh, what are your thoughts here? I mean, if you're going up for Garrett Cole, like you might not be able to afford a full Yankee stack on DK kind of thing here. So I guess it depends on lineup construction, but I, I would assume there's going to be a lot of interest in, in these uh, power bats in the Yankees. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I want to try to get some. I'm, I don't know how much I'm going to have them. I do expect them to be somewhat popular, um, especially in the good hitting park. And I think the weather tomorrow is supposed to be 77 degrees, uh, 65% humidity. So a little bit humid, but not too bad. So the ball might carry a little bit more, but not so much. Um, I, I, but I'll have a decent amount of them. They're just expensive, um, but price never really mattered to me. So. I'll probably definitely have a couple, a couple main um, second primary sacks, but I'll try to squeeze like two or three bats in a sec- as secondary for sure. Yeah, and you know what? Like, are people going to be afraid of the left? Everybody's afraid of the lefty lefty. I tell you what, I'm still going to have Gallo shares oh. against Suarez. And we were talking before the show about how to get different and this and that. And you know what? It's like just play the bottom of the lineup and some of these, you know, GPP type mindset stacks you're kind of creating. If you're multi, I get it. If you're single and entering, you don't, you don't want to run a five through eight. Like I totally get it, but you know, data shows that the bottom of these lineups all, you know, oftentimes uh, can come close to matching the top of the lineups, if not outscore them. And when you have a lineup like the Yankees, where there's just a lot of pop power, I mean, you know, Odor hitting six and even uh, Higashioka, you know, has some pop, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, of Jonathan Davis and whoever is Velasquez starts at the eight or if it's Tyler Wade, whoever, like I get it. Maybe if you're playing FanDuel, you want to play pure power upside and that's not where you want to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind like playing like the five through seven here. If, if you're thinking, oh, the top of this Yankee lineup's too chalky, you know, go Odor, go Higashioka, DK, you know, get a little bit different. Um, and sometimes the best lineups don't feel the best when you hit that submit button. Um, you know, you have to be, I don't want to say you have to play a little bit unafraid, you know, in GPPs, play some things you're not cool with, probably won't project the best, right? Some of the lineups, the highest upside don't always optimally project the best. So I guess, you know, both sides here, talk to me about, do you have any favorite bats in this Yankee side? And is there anybody other than Otani, you know, Garrett Cole, you know, he might strike out 10, but he gives up some fly balls, might give up a bomb or two. Yeah, so definitely. Um, my favorite bat of the Yankee side is going to be Luke Voigt at, at 3.6K on, on DK. On DK. Um, that's just 
a little bit too cheap for him, I feel. Um, and we know how he can handle, especially he's going to be in that lineup tomorrow. Um, I, I just like the price, and I love where, the spot that he's in, uh, right there in the heart in the middle of the lineup. So um, I'll definitely look to get into some of him as a one-off or even just in, in my stacks for sure. And obviously, on the other end, Yenigo with Shohei Otani is my favorite on the Angels side. Well, 6K is expensive for him, but we already know what he can do. Uh, righty, lefty, he should be able to hit this out the park, if, especially if Garrett Cole is um, – not 100% or, or maybe doesn't have his win back. Um, so I like to I actually do like getting to a little bit of the Angels, like maybe like one or two, maybe the most four lineups, maybe five, um, depending on how many lineups I'm running tomorrow. Um, but no more than five for sure, like mini stacks um, or even a full stack of the Angels, just to be just in case, because you never know. Um, Gary Cole can have bad games, he, and he has had – a uh, few bad games this season. Um, and, yeah, I understand the appropriate price, but I'm not – there's nothing that really scares me yet with Garrett Cole as far as him coming back from COVID, um, unless he just pitches an amazing and outstanding then in the back – shows that he's back to uh, being his regular normal self. So, um, but Shoya Tani for sure, number one. Um, I definitely like, obviously, Jared Walsh as a lefty, too, in this lineup. Um, even like Fletcher, too, the top half is pretty good. Um, and if you want to get to the bottom half, Brandon Marsh is one of my favorite. It's a good guy, too, at 2.3K on DK. So um, I would just probably use that as like a mini stack or something like that um, tomorrow at probably low to no ownership. Yeah, and you know what? Suarez has been pretty bad this summer. He was pretty good in May, pretty good in June. You know, we're talking small-ish sample size here, but uh, 5.8 ERA in July and so far in August, you know, 5.7. Uh, he's given up 18 runs across his last 28 innings, 28 hits across his last 28 innings. Um, you know, so he's given up at least a, you know, a hit per inning here, 11 walks. So, you know, Yankee Stadium, tough task here, and uh, that ball will probably be flying out. So interesting game to kind of start off the slate, a lot of ownership on the mound and in the batter's box. Um, so let's move on here. We have uh, Atlanta at Miami. We got Tukey against uh, Braxton Garrett. And you know what? Talk about these arms here. Tukey has kind of been all over the map. A couple weeks ago, he had that big 10K game out of nowhere. And this is a guy who was a pretty highly touted prospect in the system. Hasn't really gotten it together in the majors. Then he got hit around a little bit, right? So the 10K you know, dominant performance wasn't really the coming out party, uh, but we know what he's capable of. We know the K rates of this Miami lineup. We know who they're rolling out. It's not pretty, but on the flip side, there's been a couple of games the last two weeks where these Marlins have been in some GPP winners. He got lose Brinson about five or six years too late, but better late than never, right? The guy's finally coming alive here. So talk to me about the arms in this game. And then we'll talk about some bats. Yeah, Tukey Tassan, I definitely have some GPP interest in him for sure uh, going against Miami. I know he's very volatile, but I, I like that. I don't I don't mind at all. Um, we'll, we'll definitely have some of him tomorrow for sure. Uh, Braxton Garrett, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to him at all. Um, just not someone that I'm interested in. I like the Atlanta side a little bit in this matchup too, even though it's going to be more than pitchers ballpark. I'll probably have a little bit of Atlanta. Not one of my favorite teams to get to on the slate, but – uh, definitely just going to, like I said, try to roster two of you more than anybody else as far as in this game. Yeah, that's fair. I, I agree with you. I think he's too cheap on FanDuel, 7,900. You got guys like Rich Hill above him, Wade Miley, 
eighty is is eighty eight hundred, and Tukey's down there at seventy nine. And I get it. Miley is having just an anomaly year. He doesn't really strike people out. Throws like eighty seven miles an hour. I don't know. I don't know how it's happening. I look at fan graphs and look at the metrics, and I still just don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. I'm just waiting for that implosion game with Wade Miley. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Plus, he has the Cubs. We'll get to that, though. But what I'm saying is, in my head, I value Tukey kind of higher than some of these pitchers that are priced ahead of him on FanDuel. And on DK, just looking at this thing as a whole here, you know, I see him at 8,400, and then Frankie Montas is the next pitcher above him at 9,500. Man, I'll take Tukey in that matchup, who's just kind of sandwiched between, you know, Frankie Montas and then it's like Wade Miley, Rich Hill. You know, Quantrill's been pretty good. I get it. But Tukey's just at that, like, kind of generous price point on this slate. It seems like he'll fit with a lot of a bats he kind of want to get in there. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more so that, but also just because I know, you know, Miami can definitely have, um, have a lot more strikeout upside than what they have been playing with. Even though they've been playing, like I said, like well, like you said, well, the past couple of games, we know who they are. They trade a lot of their uh, few of their good players away. Um, so I, I don't, and I don't see no reason why we can't attack this lineup. Even though it's not the worst, but it's still bad. It's pretty bad. I mean, you see those K rates, and some of these young guys have been playing pretty good lately, but. Those strikeout rates. I mean, anytime you have Jorge Alfaro getting four to five at bats and as good as Brinson is, he's still going to K a lot. You know, Aguilar, big power guy, you know, but he's still going to strike out quite a bit. So um, I think Tukey will be pretty popular, but I think rightfully so. About the bats, though, like let's say Tukey comes in at 35% and you're multi-entering. Would Is that where you would maybe consider getting some leverage, Andre? Well, I learned my lesson from Friday. I will definitely have some leverage. <laughs> like you can play both sides here, right? You can have Tukey and then pair some Miami bats with some other pitchers you like if you're multi-entering. And if that's not your style, you know, some people multi-enter, they go all in on one pitcher, two, like whatever, I get it. But I kind of like playing both sides in my head here. It's like I can see both outcomes happening. Now, talk to me about these bats here. Yeah, I could definitely see both sides of it happening for sure. I don't think a lot of people – some Miami will be owned a little bit, but not heavy, I don't think. So Miami, I, I like getting to a level of them in, in tournaments for sure. They're definitely a tournament play. Um, I learned my lesson definitely from Friday when Miami just destroyed the slate, um, and I wasn't expecting that at all. No one was probably expecting it. But um, it makes it makes sense. Data was there to support it. So um, I I do like getting some of these bats. Like uh, Chislam at four point two k is not that bad of a price. Uh, Brinson, who's been hitting great lately, at two point three k. That's that's probably a little bit too cheap uh, for what his production is and how he's been playing lately as well. So um, I definitely don't mind the righty righty match. It doesn't bother me nor the um and so uh, sorry neither of us like the lefty lefty when it comes to um having Braxton Garrett on the other side going against guys like uh Freddie Freeman who I do um like a lot too in that lineup um pretty much Atlanta one through eight is pretty much good you can use anyone in that lineup and I think you'll be fine um from from, from Miami I would go more so one through one through six but we know, but also have a little bit of maybe a De La Cruz because he's been he's been hitting pretty decent lately too as well. So um, I think he he had definitely has the potential to exceed his price point um, at two point five k. 
Yeah, and just looking at that Miami lineup, they only have two guys in their projected starting lineup with K rates that are under 26%. (laughs) That's terrible. And their walk rates are atrocious. So um, I can see Tukey's ownership kind of projected ownership increasing throughout the day as he gets more, you know, attention. Um, But, you know, great matchup. Um, agree. I agree with your take on the Atlanta side. The first four or five will be popular, but they made some really underrated moves at the deadline. And now that Travis Darno's back, like exactly. you get to Darno, you get to Duval Darno as your six seven. I mean that that's pretty. That's a pretty deep lineup now. You know, despite not having Acuna, they'd be hella scary if they had Acuna in that squad too. So I don't mind, you know, Duval and Darno are some, have serious power and obviously they're going to carry a lot less ownership than guys at the top. So this is a situation where, you know, I don't mind playing like a Swanson, Duval, Darno secondary or something like that. I think there's some uh, upside there too. So I, I'm with you, you know, um, Miami's park, you know, not, not the best, but um, you know, the matchup's great. So it's kind of, you know, whatever your opinion there is on how much you weigh ballparks into consideration, but the matchup's definitely there. Anything else or should we go on to uh, Baltimore and Tampa Bay? I think we can move on to the next one. All right, let's get it. So <laughs> Matt Harvey's on the slate. So against Tampa Bay. Unless on the- have- no, we're not playing Matt Harvey. Don't we're not playing Matt Harvey. That was a quick one, right? That was a quick <laughs> one. Um Tampa Bay, Colin McHugh's pro- projected opener, probably going to pitch a few innings. He's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, he, he, you know, he's having a decent season. I think he was on the IL for a little bit. I, I don't really have a ton of interest in Baltimore bats. I, I guess I'm, I'm jumping ahead of myself here. So we're not doing Matt Harvey. McHugh is probably an opener. 7,100 on DK. Like, I, don't, I don't know how much he's going to pitch. So yeah, McHugh's opener for, for, the, for Tampa. That's what I'm seeing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I just I thought I saw something else for a second. I was like the wrong screen. No, it's all good. I, I'm just looking at his game log. He hasn't pitched more than two innings um, after missing some time as well. So, where we can't, we're not really, we're not, we're gonna talk, not talk about pitching in this game. So let's talk about some bats, right? We're not using either of these guys in our player pool. Oh yeah, definitely for sure not. Nope. So <laughs> we thought the Yankees were gonna carry a lot of ownership, but anytime Matt Harvey is on a slate. What do, you, what do you think about Tampa Bay here? Are we talking about more chalk than, than some of these Yankees? Uh, I mean, geez, you know, Nelson Cruz, righty, righty, doesn't matter. You know, then you have three lefties around him in that one through four, Brandon Lau, Austin Meadows, and uh, G-Man Choi, everybody's favorite value play pretty much every time he gets a bad righty. So what do you think about these Rays? And do you think they'll come in um, at higher ownership than the Yankees? I don't think so, just because I know some of the Yankees have a little bit better pricing, at least on uh, DK, um, and price matters to people, so I, I can't see it. Um, but Matt Harvey, I mean, I don't even know how much of the Tampa Bay race I want to have myself, honestly, but I do want to get some 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 bats against him for sure. I, I love the spot for like for for um, Brandon Lau and Austin Meadows, uh, Meadows more so in particular. Um, I just think that he should be able to have a monster game in in, in this matchup against Matt Harvey and, and even Nelson Cruz and Wander Franco like on a daily basis. They we know what they can do for sure. So I like getting to them a, a good amount, but, but I probably I probably won't be overexposed to them. I probably be at the field, not a little bit, maybe below on Tampa Bay. You know, Dre, it's been a while since Matt Harvey actually got destroyed destroyed yeah you go back to april beginning of the season he was getting slaughtered 
he went through a stretch in July where he actually had three starts with six innings and no earned runs in all of them. And that was, I guess anything's possible in 2021. Um, but even in the Yankees, he only he made it through four innings uh, a couple of weeks ago. Only gave up two runs, though. Or no, he didn't make it through four innings. My mistake. Yeah, four innings, two earned, you know, and then Detroit, five innings, three earned. So he gave up some runs, but that's not going to get you there. If you're stacking against me, you got to hope, you, you know, the bats get to the bullpen. So dare I say that Harvey's been better than advertised, you know, than the public perceives him to be over the past like four to five weeks. So maybe that will, I mean, still Matt Harvey and he's still not good. And Tampa Bay has been pretty solid, you know, offensively lately. So maybe you're right. Maybe some people will pump the brakes on Nelson Cruz and company here. Um, what do you, what do you think? Is Matt, it's Matt Harvey, an average pitcher now or is he still terrible <laughs> i think he's still terrible um just <laughs> politely put yeah this is the best way to put it like he's not he's not that great of a pitcher i think anymore um like the like i, I get the last couple games i mean the games in uh january i mean july where he was pitching probably out of his mind and had probably a, a throwback into how it used to be in the good old days especially at those prices, but at 6.3K, it's, I mean, that's a, that's a fair price for him, but I want him to at least get like 15, and I don't think he can get that in this matchup um, against the Tampa Bay Rays. So I, I'd rather just not even there trying to take a chance with it, even though it is probably a better ballpark um, for pitching, if that, if that means anything. But I can't do it. I'm not pitching him. I was just thinking, you know, bats-wise, uh, maybe people go, oh, my Harvey's not so bad. Well, you know, against Detroit, you know, five innings, three earned, which is not the worst, but he gave up eight hits and walked three. So he probably got got pretty lucky with that. That couldn't have been worse. Like eight hits, three walks and five innings is pretty bad. <laughs> so he was, you know, there's a lot of guys left on base. It looks like in that one. And the box scores don't always tell the whole story in the game logs, you know, behind, behind what happened. So uh, I do like Tampa Bay though. So they're in a decent spot. He might also not be giving up um a lot of hard he might not be giving up a lot of hard contact in the past 30 days so that's something i'm going to try to dig into tomorrow if he's giving up more ground balls to hard contact that could be to why he might be actually obviously like obviously limiting runs and, and limiting home runs and upside um through that so that's something that I'm, I'm going to dig in tomorrow to find out because that's something to dictate i think to me at least um how much i really want to be on uh tampa bay as far as the stack wise Sounds good. Let's move on. Cubs and uh, Reds at the Great American Ballpark. You got Wade Miley at home uh, against Justin Steele. Wade Miley, 8,200 on DK. Uh, Steele is 54. So we know what the Cubs situation is. It's kind of similar to Miami. Young guys, all the centerpieces of the last decade are gone. It's really weird not seeing... Chris Bryant and Rizzo and Baez, you know, 60 days ago, they were like a 500 ball club and they went from maybe we'll sneak into a wild card to getting rid of absolutely everyone. So it's just strange to to see this lineup here. High K rates. Um, There are some guys with some power in that team. The Cubs, uh, another team who nobody ever wants to play because I mean, really, you know, when Matt Duffy and Frank Schwindel and who is Frank Schwindel, right? Journeyman minor leaguer with some power. Like these guys are actual guys in in people's player pools. Now I I get it. Um, But they have been in some GPP winners the last week or two. Are you pitching Wade Miley 
do you do we know who Justin Steele is? I'm kidding, but like the Cubs are just a train wreck. So what are you doing with either of these guys, if anything? Uh I don't know. I really don't. Like <laughs> part of me wants to say yes, let's play Wade Miley a little bit, but what is he? He's eight point two K right tomorrow on DK. So Yeah, eight point two on DK. I don't know if I can get behind it because even when he like I don't like game log watching either, but like the last time he played the Cubs, uh, he was about fifteen percent owned. Uh, only had point five four fantasy points. Um, that's something that we weren't expecting. And he only and he made it through four like four and a third inning or right there on the edge of it or cusp of it, I guess. Allowed seven hits, five walks, and two strikeouts and one home run. So uh, he he was allowing obviously people to get on base. So. I don't know if I can get to him. I think he. I think he just might be too expensive. Um, even though we know that he does have um, even better, like you said, this year. But I, I can't do it. I probably can't. I'm trying to talk myself into playing him, but I can't justify reason. Honestly, like I'd much rather play Tuki in that price zone, right? Yes, strikeout yeah. upside matchup is probably slightly better for Tuki too. Ballpark. Probably definitely better for Tukey. So yep. he checks all those boxes. Listen, I could go out there against the Cubs and maybe have a quality start. I don't know. Like, all I got is a slurve and a knuckleball, though, but might get the ball, might get the job done, Dre. I, I don't know. It's one of those things like maybe you watch the ownership, uh, like on DK. If Tukey's carrying a ton of ownership and you're playing large field stuff, I don't mind having a couple bullets of Miley, but he doesn't have, it's tough to say he doesn't have a ton of K upside against the Cubs. If it was anybody else other than the Marlins, I'd say, yeah, I don't know. But the K rates are just through the roof here. So I don't know. Can can you can you justify playing Miley in some like large field GPP stuff? Oh well, yeah, you can play anybody as we have <laughs> play whoever you want. You can play him in, in large field GPPs. I just don't think it's the right move to make, honestly. Like that comes out, like you said, it's not that great, but they do have some power, and and I actually can see myself getting to a little bit of uh, Bodie, Ortega, Hap, Wisdom. That that like middle of that whole lineup, I love it. There, there, there's something about that 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 is really good and a little bit balanced. So I I can see myself getting to that a little bit, and they're cheaper too. Uh, when you're going to go to the top a little bit up, like with, with Duffy and Swindle. So yeah, I I can't. I can't do. It. I'd rather just play. I'd rather take my chance on the Cubs and have them see if they blow the blow the slate up, as opposed to going Wade Miley. I'm just waiting for the Wade Miley implosion game, and I haven't really gotten it this season yet. But if anybody's gonna do it, it's gonna be the Cubs, right? This track of a Cubs roster is possible. Yeah, it's supposed to be really humid too in uh, Cincinnati tomorrow. So there you go. Might be better hitting weather too. That might be perfect. Could be. I'm looking at his fan graphs numbers and um, giving up a lot of medium contact, not a lot of soft contact. So, I mean, the barrel's getting on the ball. So, um, you know, we've seen Frank. I know I made a Schwindel joke, but the guy has been hitting since he's been up and he is a journeyman minor leaguer who is like, you know, two, four. I'm, I'm off the top of my head. I don't know, but like one of those two forty low average, but high power hitters. Right. They might strike out four times, but if he goes one for five with a three runner, like it is what it is. That's who Frank Schwindel is. And, you know, uh, I could get behind some of these righties. You know, you mentioned Bodie and uh, some of these other guys in this lineup. So 
I don't I don't hate it. It's a good ballpark. Like you said, the weather's not bad there. So um and like it's not like Miley's gonna carry super ownership, so the Cubs aren't gonna be like on anybody's leverage target here. So I I think I'm with you. He does give up more hard contact to righties and lefties looking at plate IQ this season. So that kind of makes sense too. Um, doesn't give up a lot of fly balls at all. Like this has to be a ball and play game kind of thing, probably like full stack or nothing. Exactly. That's how that's how I feel like it is. Um, and and those type of pitchers, they even though they're not the out like I don't like I think she says like they're like better real life pitchers. He's not a fantasy pitcher this year. He's more of a keep the ball in play and not blow up kind of pitcher, I guess. And, and he's gotten away with it so far this year. But eventually, someone's going to put up a 10 spot when he starts. I, it would be funny if it was this Cubs team. Not funny. I mean, it's totally – they're a team full of righties, too. I mean, it, it's possible. We're not saying this is our favorite stack, but in large field stuff, I'm going to have some exposure if, if, if this is where I'm – if this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. I am too. Cool. So we're in agreement there. Um, you know, red side of things, I did see some notes, and um, I do have Jesse Winker on my season-long team, and uh, he he got pulled from the game on Sunday. So we know Winker is is like, likely going to sit Monday. We'll have to see. But, uh, you know, there's definitely going to be some Reds interest here, right? We don't know a ton about Justin Steele, but in his first outing, he only struck out one guy. So that's not a great sign. Right. And that bullpen stinks. Um, Five and a half Vegas total for Cincy at home. I like some of these Reds, Dre. What are you thinking here? I do too. Um, I I like it. So especially when we have a game at quarters on the slate. So I like, I like getting to some of the Reds. Um, Vado, Castellanos, India, who's been hitting phenomenal, uh, phenomenal since he's been in the leadoff spot. I, I I love it, and even getting down to a guy like like Kyle Farmer, um, and Stevenson, like those on the lower end, and Suarez, and Aquino. Aquino has a lot of power. He's batting eight, and like that. That's that's crazy. Like I just love getting to the Reds. I find they're my one of my they're one of my favorite stacks definitely on the slate, and I think I'm gonna probably be maybe overweight on 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 them. So I don't think they might not get enough ownership. Yeah, and if the weather's looking good, I mean, this could be, I you know could roll out some game environment stacks here, a little bit of both sides. You know, I could see like a little Cubs secondary stack with some of these righty power guys, and uh, so I think this game as a whole uh, could make some sense. So uh, I'm I'm with you there, and the Cubs can give you some salary relief to get up to um, one of these stud pitchers if that's the way you want to go. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, Houston. In Kansas City, Dre. We got Houston on the road. Jake Odorizzi throwing 7,300 on DK. Now that seems like a friendly price tag. And he is 7,300 on FanDuel. Um, interesting. Interesting. And uh, Kansas City, Carlos Hernandez, 6,600. Houston has a 5.9 Vegas total right now, run total. Uh, Hernan- uh, the Royals have a 4.7 total. Wow. Um, th- this is a game where I-, I think we found, you know, two potential popular cheap pitchers here. You know, Oda Rizzi, um, solid, you know, had a stretch where he was really good. Don't love the matchup for him. In my opinion, Kansas City doesn't K a lot, but he's really cheap. And if, you know, if you want him, if he gives you six decent innings as an SP two, 
you know, he doesn't have to strike out a ton of guys at 7,300, right? Um, Carlos Hernandez on the other side, this guy's been quietly kind of just like getting it done lately. I mean, uh, you know, 15 DK points against the Yankees, almost pitched seven innings, only had three Ks, um, but kind of limited damage. You know, looking at the back-to-back White Sox games he pitched in a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, got through five innings, both of them, you know, six K's, four K's. So he's played some strikeout heavy teams um, and you know, really hasn't flashed a ton of K upside. Now he gets Houston who don't really strike out a lot. Um, so um, this is going to be a very telling game for Carlos Hernandez. I think, you know, what kind of pitcher he is. Is he kind of like a poor version of, wow. I was going to say poor version of Wade Miley. <laughs> I don't know how much, I don't know how poor you can get. But like, is he a guy who can just limit the damage and, you know, uh, limit that hard contact? Cause he's not going to strike out a lot of Astros either. So this is a really interesting uh, pitching matchup, especially for DFS purposes here. What, where do you think, Andre? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know either. They, neither team strikes I, out a lot. And I usually don't target against them, you know? Yeah. But I kind of, but I like the price of these pitchers. Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's an appealing price. The matchups aren't great. I, I wanna, I'm probably going to have some of both, honestly, um, and just take my chances. But the hitting on both sides is also is just so amazing. Like like Hernandez, like you said, he's been quietly pitching well in tough matchups. So, and at 6.6K, if he can give me – if he can give me like a – like give me, give, give me even to like 15, 20 in this matchup, and a tough matchup against the, against the uh, Houston uh, Astros, and they haven't in the past well, a couple of games they haven't been um, hitting that well. But I, I can see it happening, and I, I, I I'm gonna have to play it. I'm just gonna play it. I'm just gonna have a little bit of exposure on both sides and just call it a day. It's hard not to, honestly. I don't. I, some things you can head, some things you can't. And but this is one thing I think you have to probably play both sides of it if you're multi entering. I think these are DraftKings SP2 plays. I don't think yeah. I'm – if I'm playing FanDuel, I don't know which side I'm going to play it on Monday. But if I am playing FanDuel, I don't think either one will be in my pool just because the K upside is not there. You got any thoughts on that? You know, I agree with you 100% with that. That That is a fact. Like, I'm playing I'm playing DraftKings strictly tomorrow because um, I'm chasing a couple seats. Um, but I, I I don't think that they are definitely not a FanDuel play. It's definitely a strictly DraftKings play, especially if their prices. I'm curious to see kind of where Houston checks in in terms of ownership and, and where they rank in the pecking order. It should be probably number three, I would think. Yeah, you know, because you see Hernandez, this young guy who doesn't K a lot of guys, but he's kind of been cruising along. You know, you always love targeting against you know, low strikeout pitchers. So I think Houston will be pretty popular too. Um, the park, again, the park isn't. You know, Kansas City, not a great park, but um, you know, I could see I could see either one of these offenses. Uh, you can make a case for playing large field stuff. As good as Odorizzi was when he came back right off the bat, he hasn't been anything to write home about either the past you know three four weeks. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of these Astro bats are are squarely in pay, play if we're multi entering here. Um, you know, I think of uh, Jordan Alvarez right off the bat. It's the first guy I kind of think of. Um, just kind of want to get some of these lefties, I think, against Hernandez if, if you're looking at some Houston bats. I agree. Um, everyone in that lineup, Carlos Correa, probably might be one of my favorites, as, as well as, like you said, um, Jordan 
I can't go wrong with that. And Michael Brantley at 3.3K, he's too cheap. Just play him. Play him in as many laps as you can. Uh, I just like the price. It's too cheap for him on DK. Yeah, um, for sure. How about Jake Myers? I mean, this kid in the minors who who came up, I didn't think he'd come up so soon. I was actually looking at trying to stash him in uh, – I've been playing in a high-stakes Atlantic City League for quite some time. You know what Jake Myers' numbers were in the minors? Anybody, in case you don't, this season you hit 343 in the minors, 16 homers, 10 stolen bases, and 270 at-bats. So the kid – Arguably, was the best hitter in the minor leagues. Like the rich get richer with Houston. Um, and is he really min price on DK? Is that what we're looking at here? If that's right, then man, I mean, you can make a lot of things happen. I mean, even McCormick at twenty two hundred. Is that right? Is he really that cheap? Man, I mean, you could do you could do a lot of different things with mixing those two guys in some Houston stacks. And even if you play them as one offs or secondaries, man, that is some serious value there. Yeah, I agree. I I love that Jake Myers plays a one-off at two at the, the, the mid price. It's just, oh my gosh, this allows for so much to happen in your lineups. Definitely. Uh, you know what? Anybody you singling out on Kansas City? I, I like Odorizzi is just kind of he's probably going to fall in the in the middle of of pitchers I want to attack, which oftentimes is where you find the GPP winners because you know he doesn't often get shelled, but he's really not one of the top nine or 10 pitchers on the slate probably. So kind of usual suspects on Kansas city mixed in your player pool, or do you have any interest at all? No, like you said, the, the usual for sure is what I would be on. Wouldn't be nothing too crazy. I like, like the pretty much like one through one through seven, pretty much is what I would be targeting mainly. Um, even, I might, and maybe even get some Michael Taylor, who I like, who I like um, a decent amount. So I'm um, not really a big fan of Rivera. Uh, but everyone else in the lineup, I think I could definitely get in there from somehow, some way. Well, we have this is a quick little break. Get on over there to prizepicks.com, folks. Prize picks is awesome, kind of bringing a new dynamic to uh, daily fantasy and betting on props and uh, just some really cool stuff. And uh, our guy, Chief Will Priester, has been crushing it over there. And, he does some uh, prize picks videos over here in RG. So uh, definitely give Chief a follow, too. He's always bringing the heat for some prize picks. Uh, moving on here, we got Frankie Montes, 9,500 on DK at Chicago, the White Sox, and Dallas Keuchel, uh, 6,900. And boy, it's just how the mighty have fallen over the years with Dallas Keuchel. And I feel like every time Keuchel pitches, he's a shoe in to give up two or three runs kind of thing. Like, he just doesn't, you know, go eight innings and shut anybody out anymore. Um, so I guess I have, I don't like that price tag on Montes. Like I get it. Like he's flashed 30 point DK upside this season. Um, and the White Sox, you know, do strike out, but they're like as hot as white lightning lady late, lately, the White Sox are. So I just don't know if I can get behind that price tag of 9,500 Frankie Montes. And that's just kind of my first reaction here looking at this. What do you think, Trey? Um, well, I personally think I can. Um, I know the matchup isn't the best. It's going to be a difficult matchup against the White Sox. But like you said, the the one thing that I try to take into consideration is the strikeouts, how much upset they have with that. And no one in that lineup has below, what, about 22% pretty much strikeout. Yeah. So, like, 25.7% 20, overall, looking at play IQ, 
as far as what the strikeout percentage is for the team that's projected in their lineup supposed to be for tomorrow. I know he has his problem with a little bit against lefties. Uh, we know he's going to have, like, what, six season Hernandez, Goodwin, Lamb, um, and Collins um, as main bats as far as and, and Mancata. No one really scares me besides, what, maybe Mancata. Goodwin has a little bit of power, too. So, but... Uh, that's the thing. You have the power. You have to be able to hit it out the park. And, um, I just don't trust it enough. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little bit of both sides. But I think I like Montas in the spot for sure. He's been consistent for the most part this year. So um, I like I like taking the chance. And, and Keiko, I just six point nine k is tempting with the price. Um, but I like Oakland bats. They they hit the ball really well, and they're still playing for something and trying to get into the playoffs. So. I like that for sure. Yeah, just looking at uh, plate IQ here, and one of the few pitch starters in the league that throw a splitter pretty frequently, and that's actually effective. Obviously, we know what Kevin Gossman has been doing with that pitch this year. Um, but having that pitch that you don't often see too much, you know, anymore as a, as a major league hitter is a cool uh, tool to have in your pocket. And, uh, you know, depending on – I guess I want to see the White Sox lineup and, and who they're going to roll out. Um, but I totally get it. He's actually striking out over 30% of lefties this year, which is interesting because last year he was only about 20%. So um, the, K, the, the K stuff's there. You're absolutely right. So I kind of want to see that lineup. Um, but I totally get your stance, too. It makes sense. Um, Keuchel, you know, I guess I have more interest, like one-offing some power um, Oakland bats than maybe – pitching Keuchel you know if you're asking me which side of the ball do I like there um, we know Oakland's full of power bat Starling Marte has been really good since he's came over um, but um, you know Keuchel another guy who keeps the ball on the ground um, which makes it tough to one-off right it's have to be an all-or-nothing kind of game typically so I'm probably gonna be pretty light on Oakland I mean he's given up a ton of hard contact Keuchel is he's over 40 percent of both sides of the plate but he's been really good at keeping the ball on the ground. That being said, he's not striking anybody out. So knowing all that, like, what are your thoughts on the Oakland Pats? Uh, I actually like Oakland as a sneaky stack. As a, like, like Keiko doesn't scare me. I understand what the strikeout ability he has and how he's pitched before in the past, but yeah, Kenna, Marte, even Matt Olsen, the lefty-lefty, Lowry, Chapman at number seven, Piscotti, like the, these guys, they all have power. They all can hit. So I don't mind getting to them for sure for tomorrow. Yeah, I like some of these righties. And um, I know they have Jan Gomes now too. And I think he's a lefty sinker masher, one of those. So I think Jan Gomes could be an in, interesting play if he's in the lineup against Keuchel too. So I think some of these power bats are playable for sure. Oh, yeah, uh, definitely couple games left here Dre on the docket tonight Cal Quantrill been pretty good lately 7800 on DK with Cleveland as they take on Minnesota with Griffin Jacks who uh man what a game he had recently um 10ks against the White Sox his last start um even the start before that he struck out eight Astros who don't K a lot the case you know um I'm sorry he struck out no Astros. That was the point I wanted to make. So, like, what are you taking away from this 10K game against the White Sox? Wow. 
what I don't I'm I'm very conflicted here. He's so cheap that I'm willing to throw a couple of darts on multi entering, but I just can't play a guy like this in single entry. I, I need to see some more, but the upside, you know, I'll throw I'll throw a couple uh, you know, one fifty max entries in on Griffin Jacks. Oh yeah, definitely. Um both sides of this I like I like taking some of the pitchers. Um seven point eight K on Cal Quantro has been pitching pretty well lately. Um he saw I definitely have a little bit of interest in. Um and Griffin Jacks too. Um, you know he's been playing a little bit like probably above the ceiling, but he's been doing pretty well. Um and pretty decent, especially at seven K that price. These are these are to me a little bit well, more so Griffin Jackson's a price point play. I'll have in my player pool, probably get a little of him and um MMEs for sure. And Cal Quantro, he might I don't I mean it's Minnesota, the line was a lot weaker. I don't want to say he might be the real deal, but he's been pitching pretty well lately. So um I'll definitely have some exposure to him though for sure. Yeah, Quantrill's been been really good lately for sure. Um, seventy eight hundred on DK. You know that, that's fair. Um, not a great matchup with Minnesota. You know Griffin Jacks was a pretty good minor leaguer. Um, you know for those who don't know his history, um, five seasons in the minors, three point two ERA. You know he had over that's over two hundred ninety innings. You know two hundred twenty Ks. So not exactly a super K guy, but you know limited damage, struck out enough people. Um, you know three point two ERA over almost three hundred innings is is a large sample size. So. It just takes some time for these guys to get with it at the major league level. I mean, we saw two K10 guys and then kind of, you know, just didn't bring it back the way everyone hoped he would. So we've seen it kind of similar situations Two highly touted younger pitchers, you know, who have upside were good in the minors. Um, and, uh, you know, I think you can make a case to have uh, both of them, maybe not together, but I think that, you know, they should both be in your pools uh, to some extent here. So um it's going to get interesting with some of these cheap pitchers, whether it's Oda Rizzi or Griffin Jacks. You know, I guess you consider Quantrill at 78 kind of cheap too. So there are plenty of ways to go when you get under 8K um, on Monday's slate. And of course, Carlos Hernandez, you know, when you're digging really deep. So you're going to see, you know, some, some spread out ownership, I think, value-wise here, just as we're going through this slate. Yeah, definitely, because pitching is not... This, this is not the best pitching slate this that we have. This is going to be one where um, you have to find just the right balance, find the right pitchers who are not going to get blown up, um, and just hopefully you just make it through. So do you have any interest in any bats in this one? Um, I, I mean, really- you can- you could pretty much play Ramirez and Reyes on any given slate, right? Pretty much. Yeah, you, definitely, you definitely can for sure. Um, they've been they they hit they pretty pretty well today. Um, I don't know if that will keep up. I might be having a little bit of mini stacks on both sides of this game for sure. Because with a run total with a pretty much a team to, uh, Vegas total together of um, of what nine point four, that's pretty high for a baseball game. Um, and and you got the Twins putting up five and. Pretty much, pretty much, uh, Cleveland almost at five too. So it's like almost a pick them in a way. So I will definitely have some exposure on both sides of this. Yeah, if, if I'm one fifty maxing, I almost want some. I almost want some Indians exposure just to say, all right, Griffin Jacks, run it back and prove it. Prove to me that like you're that you're going to consistently bring it at this level now. Um, 
And if it burns me with some teams, it burns me with some teams. Yeah, we know the Twins' bullpen is horrible, too. So yeah. if he only gets through five innings or if he gets shelled, if he gets shelled and then you get into that bullpen early, too, uh, and Cleveland put up a big number on Sunday as well. So um, I'm not saying the Indians are my favorite stack, but I kind of might want some prove-it exposure um, against uh, Griffin Jackson. Uh, he's one of those guys where I kind of want some of them in my pitching pool, too. So we'll see. Yep. I agree 100%. I know you're excited about this Coors game that we're about to talk about, so let me just quick tell tell the people what we're looking at here. Ryan Weathers in San Diego, 6.4 Vegas total at Coors, and then you have the Rockies, 5.7 total, and Antonio Senzatella at 6,800. Talk to me. Do you have any interest in any of the pitchers? If not, get into the bats right, all, right away. Okay, definitely do not have interest in none of the pitchers for sure. <laughs> Like, we just skip to the bats because unless you have interest in someone, but nope, let it rip. <laughs> whatsoever. Um, this will probably be the this is going to be definitely the highest owned game on the slate for sure. Um, I expect San Diego Padres to come in as a number one stack. Fernando Tatis is back, he made his grand return with the two homer game. I expect the, I expect nothing different. I expect them to put up um, a great game and him to perform well tomorrow. But I love, just absolutely love the Colorado side um, because it's Ryan Weathers that they're pitching against. This park is perfect. Um, I know it's going to be 90 degrees here, so it's going to be pretty hot. Um, the humidity is only at 19% projected, what, we look, what I'm looking at, but... I don't think it matters. Ryan Weathers is just a horrible pitcher. <laughs> just roster anyone from from Colorado. I love, I love all the spots like Connor Joe. Leading off is too cheap, two point eight k for in this matchup against Weathers. In my opinion, like Trevor Story, five point four k is a great price. Uh, for I mean, it's, it's expensive, but I, I like what he can do. So does Brandon Rogers. Um, McMahon, even McMahon at the at the number six spot, lefty lefty, still love I still love it, and uh, this guy never gets enough ownership. Um, but it's Elise, uh, I think it's Ellis or Elias Diaz, at in the seventh spot. I know he's a catcher at four point two k, but he never gets enough ownership, and I feel like he's a great, 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 great play tomorrow. Yeah, oh. I love if you're going to punt the catcher, you got to love if you can pull it off at Coors. Um, and, and I think it's one of these situations where everyone's going to love the Padres and the Rockies aren't very good this year. They obviously score because they play in Colorado and they're just kind of the second fiddle to the visitor usually. Mm-hmm. But Weathers being being the lefty, you have a lot of these righties who hit lefties really well uh, on Colorado as well. And this season, Weathers has given up a 242 ISO to righties, only striking out 18% of righties walking 10% of righties, but I think the big number here is 53% hard hit rate uh, against righty batters. So that's just screaming Connor Joe, Brendan Rogers, CJ Crone crushes lefties. And he's having a hell of a year. Crone might be having the best year in the league that nobody's talking about at all. Right. I know he's in Colorado and I get it, but just he's tearing the cover off the ball. So I'm with you. I like these Rocky righties and you can even make a case for the lefty lefties. And, um, I, I can't we we can't argue you folks with roster and anybody on the Padres because you know what more likely than not they're someone's gonna do some damage over there but I do like the Rockies as well I think that's a great call Dre got anything else here 
Uh, no. All right. Cool. So um, check out those Rockies. Curious to see where the ownership falls in some of these guys. And there, there could be a perfect candidate to what we were talking about earlier with, you know what? Like the top of the order, everybody likes in some of these teams, but five through eight still in play. Like if, if they no project one, well as a team, I mean, it's possible. No one, like, first of all, Colorado Blues is lower on to begin with, but no one plays that back of the lineup at all. I, I've, I've seen it too many times, and they, and that's where they do a lot of their damage, honestly. It's, to me, from what I've seen, it's the back half of the lineup. So I, I'm going to definitely play a lot of the back half tomorrow. I like it. Good call. Got the Mets traveling to San Fran. Kevin Gaussman, 10.1 on DK, having a hell of a season. I don't know who's pitching for the Mets. Do you have any – any? Is it, oh, it's Rich Hill. Is that who it is? Rich Hill, supposedly, from what I was told, what I, what I saw earlier. Oh, man, that's interesting. You know, he, he'll throw five innings tops, tops, right, as usual kind of thing. Um, I guess I'll be quick. I have no interest in Rich Hill, but I have interest in Gaussman tomorrow. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the arms? I agree with you 100%. <laughs> I will not be playing Richard at all. I will just be um, roster probably Gaussman for sure, or not even probably will be for sure against uh, the Mets tomorrow. Where, where does Gaussman rank in terms of some of these high-end pitchers? Is he your favorite? Is he up there? Is it debatable? Um, looking back on the slate now, he's going to be probably number one because Garrett Cole, I, I want to play him, but I still don't. I, like I said, I wanted to see how situations with COVID. And this is probably an easier matchup for, uh, yeah, maybe not an easier matchup, but close enough. We'll see. But I, I say Gausman, probably one, Cole two. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Gausman's been incredible this year, about a 30% K rate in general. Does give up some hard contact. Um, so I get it if. You know, if you need to uh, one off like a P. Alonzo or something, but I'm not running to, to do it. And I don't think Gaussman's going to, again, carry enough ownership where I'm like, well, I need some Mets leverage. I just don't think, I just don't think that's going to be the case tomorrow. But um, he's, he's been really good. So uh, I, I think he has a pretty safe floor, you know, at home, Mets traveling. Um, I like Gaussman. You know, I, I'm curious where Cole's ownership falls to. I guess the, depending on what his ownership is will be like where I rank Gaussman in the pecking order. Um, I, I think Cole will be the most popular pitcher, but I don't think it's by a landslide. If I had to guess it, it might oh, be kind of close. I, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be like too far out, but I think it will be close, close for sure. So, so Rich Hill, <laughs> this uh, Giants team against Rich Hill, we know they have the lefties. Like they have, a, they might have the most lefties in the league. They can throw at you the Giants. I don't know. Do you like any lefty lefties? Obviously, I think Chris Bryanson play is one of the power righties on this team. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on the Giants offense? I I like them. Um, their team, like, I don't know how how much I'm going to get to them tomorrow though. I can see myself having a decent amount of ownership of them, um, but nothing too crazy. Um, I definitely like a couple of the teams more in favor, and I think they're a little bit better. Uh, hitting conditions, um, especially in a better park too. Um, but I, I'll probably have a little bit of Giants. But my favorite Giant, though, like you said, probably gonna be Chris Bryant. 
he just stands out to me as the best. Uh, I don't think I also got a couple of players that are injured too, so that might also reduce the ownership because I know Yaz is in the lineup. Um, so yeah, I'll probably get some a decent amount. I'll be a little probably over the field, and it probably won't be that hard to get over the field on them, especially on a ten game slate. Good to see Evan Longoria back and playing again. He was having a pretty good year for. One of the old dudes in the league now. We're getting old too, Dre. I remember when he came up with Tampa, and but Ooh. now you know he's an elder statesman. So uh, he actually had off Sunday, probably just a rest day. Um, but I don't mind some of these righties. I don't know, like if Chris Bryant's going to play some outfield or what. Like I don't mind Longoria Bryant, um, you know. But I'm not going crazy on, on Giants exposure. But I think you know, Rich Hill's giving up 45 percent hard hit to righties. So yeah, you could warrant some. Uh, some righties, and you know he's not going to go more than five innings, so they're going to get into the bullpen as usual when he pitches. So I, I agree with you there. Um, let's move on to the last game here. We got Pittsburgh all the way out at L.A. Not often you get to see them play the late night banger. Steven Brault, 7,600 on the mound for Pittsburgh. And who's throwing for the Dodgers? I don't have it in front of me here. Is there a projection um, starter? Let's see. They said... Edwin Lucida, I believe. That's oh, it. man. So we have a couple of clunkers going late. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be pretty much like a bullpen game. Uh, I, well, David Price, isn't David? I, thought, I don't know. Cause I also saw when I was at the light, um, on the line of Patreon for DK, I mean, for FanDuel, I think David Price was in there as a starter, but I don't know. He's been solid this year. Um you know what? I, I probably won't play much of Pittsburgh regardless. I could probably, so I'm not going to play the pitchers, obviously. And I'm, and hitting wise, like I'm probably not going to play a ton of Pittsburgh. I might play some Pittsburgh depending on who the pitcher is, honestly. If it's this guy, Edwin, I, I might play a little bit of Pittsburgh as a, as a secondary stack only. I just, I just want to know. Yeah, no. sec- secondary stack, I, I can get behind that for sure. Yeah, definitely. I just don't know. It, it's, I would have to wait to see till tomorrow to find out for sure. Um, but I, I definitely like that for sure. I, I like Brian Hayes. Brian Reynolds has been really good. Um, I have a man crush on Rodolfo Castro. I think he'll be good, really good in a year or two. Um, so I don't mind those guys. Um, that'll probably be a bulk of my exposure if if I if I do go some secondary there as well. Um, and on the Dodgers side, I mean, Stephen Brawl's just not – I don't, know, I don't want to say horrible because we mentioned Matt Harvey and we mentioned Ryan Weathers in the horrible category. So he, let's go with not very good. He's like <laughs> a slight notch above those other guys. So um, I do have interest with, with the Dodgers and, you know, being a core slate and we talked about four to five other teams we really like. I mean, is it possible the Dodgers come in a little lower and be in the 10 o'clock game, right? I mean, you know, we might not have a lineup, so it might not, not go to ship down a little bit. So like, where do you think the Dodgers come in, and how much do you like them? They have, what, a six-run total. That's higher it's than... pretty high. <laughs> but we might not have a lineup, so it's interest. It's an interesting situation we have here. We might not have a lineup by opening pitch, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I know, but this, that's the third-highest team total on the slate. I, I, I'm going to have some Dodgers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... And, and like if like like you said, no one plays the um, plays the West Coast teams most majority uh, of the time, unless they're like a fantastic like spot. So I don't know if the Dodgers would be high on, especially like you said with course two in addition to that. I I definitely like the Dodgers. Like up and down this lineup is like murderers row and 
just one through eight, even when you have a player that goes down, they can just slide someone else in that that is just as good, if not um, maybe even better. So this line, these lineups, it's just I want to get to it. And and every every city the Dodgers on, I'm going to have probably at least a little bit of exposure to them. So I can see myself probably being over the field on them for sure, and being my number one GPP team. Uh, especially if they come in at low ownership um, besides Colorado, which I don't know how high they'll be, but I can imagine being one of the top two teams or three teams on the slate. You know, and I like that. I like that the Dodgers might be hard to get on DK too, because they're all priced up and, and rightfully so, but Muncie's 5,500 Trey Turner's 5,500 Justin Turner's 5,200, you know, Will Smith is 4,900. Um, so, you know, if you're playing Scherz or, or I'm sure, I'm sorry, if you're playing Garrett Cole, like just for argument's sake, if you're playing Garrett Cole and let's just say you plug in, uh, let's kill two birds with one stone. Who's one of your favorite value DK pitchers? Are we talking Oda Rizzi? Are we talking Griffin Jacks? You know, are we talking Hernandez from Kansas City? G- give me a name here. Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, let's just, let's just, Hernandez is the cheapest one of the guys who we like, right? Hernandez is probably going to be the cheapest one, and so I would probably have the most interest in yes. It, you know, it's, it's interesting. If you plug in Cole, you plug in Hernandez, and you plug in the three most expensive Dodgers, you only got 3200 to work with per, per slot for the rest of your DK team. So um, you're going to be looking for value if you're playing some Dodgers, and that might deter some people not having the lineup potentially by the time main slate locks and um, – you know, the run total is very high and rightfully so. And Stephen Brault stinks. So I'm with you. I like the Dodgers a lot. And I'm actually kind of glad it's a core slate because if it wasn't a core slate, Dodgers would be very popular. And they might be the third, fourth, you know, maybe fifth. I don't know how, you know, somewhere in that range in terms of team ownership, but they're not the, they're not going to be the first, which is good news for people um, who want to get a little bit different and they get off course. Yeah, definitely. I'm actually trying to play with it right now to see something real quick since you said that you got me interested in finding out what can I do with that. Yeah, you're going to be value hunting. You know, if you want a full Dodger stack, you're going to pay for it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I personally, I, I pretty much full stack 85 to 90% of the time when I put in tournament lineups. Every now and then I'll mix it up if it's a weird slate. But, uh, you know, so you're, you're paying for it, man. So I'm yeah. with you. I, li- I like the Dodgers a lot. And uh, they're definitely one of my favorite uh, offenses moving into Monday. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. I think I think you get a good, you can still get a good team. I I have some some bats that I could work with and make it happen. Definitely for sure. I'm glad that both sites left Tatis as the most expensive hitter. At least he is on DK. Like I'm glad there just wasn't any games with him being out. You know, <laughs> so rightfully so. Tatis and Coors is the highest. Uh, priced hitter on DK, which which is fine, um, which makes the Otani pivot at six K right below him kind of interesting. Oh, he's going to be low. I, I honestly, I don't think he's. Gonna, I, I was thinking he's going to be low, but because Otani and because he's in New York, and what he did last time in this in this spot against the Yankees, he might get some ownership. I but agree. He's a, he's a great one off option though. All right, I know Stevie plays the morning grind game, and I'm still pretty bad at it. Where he asks you, "Give me a player that's gonna, you know, do X, Y, Z." So I'll quick give you three guy, three uh, you know, props here, kind of thing. 
Well, okay. we'll start with a pitcher, Dre. All right. Give me a pitcher under 8K that goes for 7Ks or more. Under 8K, which we talked about a handful of guys. And, um, you know, or okay, we'll go 7Ks. Eight might be a lot if, if you could see something happening here. Okay, I'm going to go, even though I don't like the matchup. Actually, no, I want to say because actually it could possibly happen. I'll say Griffin Jacks. All right, I, li- I like that call. He's showing some upside. Um, I'm going to go, I like the Jacks call. I might stick with that game and, and kind of hope Minnesota rolls out kind of a, you know, like a half-ass lineup and go with Quantrill. We talked about that he's been uh, pretty good lately. Um, okay, we'll move over to the hitters. I guess, I guess who's, who, let's, we'll go with this. Who is, or give me a home run call under 5K. I'll, I'll start looking through. I'm putting you on the spot hardcore here. I, I don't like being this guy, but give me a home run call under 5K. Does any, on DK, does anybody catch your attention? Uh, under 5K. I got mine, and we talked about him. <laughs> He's in your cores game, I'll tell you that. I'll just say it. I'll give you time. I like CJ Crone a lot tomorrow. I know you like the Rockies. and uh, I'm, Yeah, I, I agree with that. CJ Crone's a great pick. I'm going to say DS. Oh, I like that. Going going deep, so sticking with cores. And uh, everybody's always looking for a catcher, Dre, so I think you might be helping out the community a little bit with that call. I like it. Oh, thank you. I hope so too. Like, if you like, both play both sides of the game if you're playing tomorrow. But please, definitely try to get over exposure to, to Colorado. If not, then I'll just probably win all the money. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I hope you do, and I hope you make a splash at the live final in Colorado, in Denver. Maybe it's like good karma if you play the Rockies this week, and then you go out there to Denver for the live final. Maybe things oh. will come together. So, uh, listen, man. Best of luck to you. Um, where can the people find you on Twitter? If you got any good food or bar recommendations or anything to do out there in Denver, hit up Dre. He'll be out there representing Roto Grinders. Where can the people find you, Dre? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bxboogiedre, uh, or you can find me on uh, Instagram at drizzy26. That's what my screen name is on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, and if you want to slide in the DMs, do a head-to-head too. I want to play those as well. Uh, but, yeah, definitely give me some, some food takes. Uh, need some things to do while I'm out there for sure and some good eats. Awesome, man. Thanks for joining me on this uh, Sunday night, Monday morning. And I will be rooting for you. And uh, I'm sure you got some other Roto Grinders duties uh, at some point this week. So I'm sure the people will catch you there. So for, uh, for Dre and best of luck at the live final, I'm Justin Carlucci. Good luck on Monday, everyone. Win some money. <laughs>